Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Harbor Freight of the radio dial, the AOO show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, IRLoneStar.com, and wherever you get your podcast from. I am Andrew, next to the self-reported six foot three, 215-pound man who doesn't understand why sci-fi robots are so strong. I will say that uh, Dick after watching the Little League World Series all weekend, I'm not that big of a guy. Are you intimidated by some of the 12-year-olds out there Some of the dingers? 12-year-olds are bigger than me. Well, you're taller than I am, so if that's the case, and they're bigger than me, too. And that one pitcher from uh, China was throwing heaters, man. China. He was throwing 80s. Are you kidding? Well, like, I didn't watch a lot of like, them Like high 70s. How fast uh, do you think you can throw a ball? Uh, I'll find out pretty soon. We should do that. I, I think I did that years well, ago I, at like I, the carnival. You had to guess your speed. And I remember thinking, okay, if I just do like an easy little toss, not my hardest, just my easy toss, I'll, I'll be able to have like the best chance to repeat that. And they gave you one toss to like test out. And I think I threw it 38 miles an hour. Now, granted, I can throw it a little faster than that. Probably not much. But I guessed it. I was no. within two mile an hour. And I guess I think I threw it the next one like 36 or something. I was like, yeah. Now, uh, last week I had the guy, they opened up a new facility called Diamond Sports mm-hmm. Academy. I think that's what it's called. Um, and he, I asked him because he wanted me to come out and check it out to hit balls. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Yeah, they even got the screen now where you can load up any ballpark and hit the baseball. But it's more aren't of they a, all kind of the same? Well, no, they are different. They are different. Some of the walls are higher, I guess. Yeah, different like shapes. Fenway. Come on down. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, and I asked him, I was like, "Oh, can I do the speed pitch?" Oh yeah. He's like, "No." Why not? Because he, he knew you couldn't handle he's it. He's like, "You'll hurt yourself." <laughs> I have gotten into a, a batting cage where it, it throws the ball, it throws, pitches the ball at about 80, and that is so lightning fast. Like, I could, I'm so far behind it, not even close to hitting it. I can't imagine standing there in the box with somebody throwing it 90 or 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Good. But like even professionals Ooh. can't hit it. Yeah, Isn't exactly. That crazy? No, but he's like, yeah, we don't, he goes, you know, you, you're not training to pitch, so I'm not going to let you just get up there cold and just start throwing as hard as you can. Like, and you push. You're not, you're not a baseball player. You're going to hurt yourself. And I laugh. I go, you've probably been talking from experience. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, dads just think, you know, like, oh, I could do that. You'll blow out your other knee. And then you just blow it out. But uh, shout out to Diamond Sports Academy. They do a lot of cool stuff with kids. So if you live in the area, check them out. Speaking of the area, I want to give uh, another shout out. Oh, my. We are full of shout outs uh, today. Well, you know, Foss Brewery. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, doing sure. their, they're doing their lager fest this Saturday. Mm. So if you come to downtown Conroe, uh, it starts at noon. There's tickets available. Basically, what I, from my understanding, what they're doing is they invited a bunch of brewers mm. uh, around the Texas area, and they're all coming down. So they're shutting down Main Street and having Loggerfest. So uh, sounds like a good time. Yeah, if I, if I'm in town, I'm definitely gonna reach out to you and beg you to come with me. Cause, I just might. But That's it sounds kind of fun. Weekend? Yeah, it's, it starts at noon downtown Conroe mm. at uh, Foss Brewery. So. Mm. Uh, Shout out to those guys. Yeah. And I know our buddies at Ingenious aren't going to be there. I oh, up, so. that's a shame. They should be. Ingenious Brewery, great yeah. beer. 
Well, they probably invited only people that are like are outside their competitor zone. Oh, maybe, maybe. You know, get back to the the Little League World Series. I heard it was like a shockingly n- low number of those kids actually go on to play in the pros. I would think it'd be you know considering these are the best of the best. The well, Little no, League, actually, it's really it's really really low. From what I understand is, and I should have looked up the number, but I just heard that. In well, passing. the international kids maybe, but I know. The United States teams, what's happened with Little League is Little League is an actual organization. Sure. And what happens with kids who are good at baseball, they're not going to play in Little League. They're going to play in, like, select teams Oh, yeah, and sure. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's not part of the Little League organization. Oh, uh, maybe that's So why. a lot of the kids that you that's see why. on there, it's like, yeah, they just play Little League, and they're pretty good at baseball, but... Right, okay, that makes I, sense. Because I know... If in you're te- exceptionally good, your parents send you off to some, like, specialized baseball... Slash rich. astronaut camp, yeah. Well, you saw that uh, Nederland was in it. No, dude, I haven't. I haven't yeah, Nederland was got <clears throat> fourth place. That's cool. And you know how big Nederland is? Population uh, eighteen thousand. Yeah, very very small. So, uh, but yeah, that's from what I understand. Why the United States doesn't have like a killer team? Mm. Because it's okay. So they're not all, el- they're not eligible. Well, they're not. They just don't want to participate. They think it's trash. Uh, right. Yeah. They rather go to Diamond Sports Academy and get <laughs> really the, good. Uh, it's for the uh, unwashed. Yeah. Mm, I'm too good for that. <laughs> I well, didn't play baseball. No, I, I think was there was like a big scandal and like there's a documentary about like a 2007, I think, a team in Chicago or somewhere. Mm-hmm. They won the World Series. The like league, a 40 like year old playing or something? No, it was because uh, you're supposed to play in your district. <laughs> okay. You're living in your district. And this guy apparently put together like a team from all the surrounding districts. Ooh, he was and bucking the system. To, you're not allowed to do that, apparently. Oh, wow. I have heard all those stories where the kids are older than what they say they are or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, under the five well, o'clock some shadow. of those kids, well, that's what I love. <laughs> some of those kids are like 180, you yeah. know, six foot or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, man, it's crazy. And then the next person that comes up to bat is just this little shrimp. Right. And I'm like, this guy's a competitor. Right. Yeah, it is kind of funny. It's like a grown-ass man out there one time, and the next one will be yeah, you know, a 12-year-old. Kid, and, like and then he kills it. And then he kills it. Yeah. Yeah. So... No, that's there's there's zero consistency, but I think that's pretty typical in any kids. They all mature at different times. Well, I know, but it's, rates, just, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny, funny to see that because especially like some of the pitchers and catchers are so tiny. Yeah, and then like like I think it was uh I think it was Nederland versus oh, who do they play? But basically the Nederland pitcher was tiny, and then the other team's pitcher was gigantic. So you know, I'm not throwing shade at any of these guys because I couldn't play. I never played baseball. I was scared of the ball, so I'm not throwing shade at these kids. But it is kind of interesting to me that this has always garnered such national attention and gets on TV because it's pretty terrible baseball. <laughs> I mean, it's it's little kids playing, right? So, I mean, they're not, they're only going to be so good. And I just, I find it strange that it's, it, it it's a, as big a deal as it is, especially oh, to, the, to Sorry. the TV viewer. I think it's Needville. Okay. And well, they, said I they only have 3,000 people there. <laughs> oh, that's even smaller. Yeah, it was Needville. Wow. So. Is that, and that's here in Texas? Never even heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, southwest of Sugarland, I think. Wow. Okay. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that, that that was over. That was, it was very entertaining. I think I loved it. Yeah, they always cry. It's always so best, sad. One of them lose and they cry. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, try harder next time, kid. Well, well I like it. I think I was watching one of the games, and the, you know they, they have to respect each other, so they line up. And oh like, yeah. One the one team that won, like they were just trying to hug everybody. They like <laughs> like no, just give me a high five. I don't want a hug. I just lost. Right. I just lost. Yep. They, it happens, oh, bring it in, bring it in. Because they, okay. they do it right when they win. Oh, yeah, so immediately. Like, right when they, like, they catch the out, last out. Like, okay, line up, let's get this done. Well, it's because they're, they're ready to go to CC's, man, oh, right yeah. after the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the all-you-can-eat CC's. 
But did you have a good weekend? It rained yesterday, man. It made my yeah. weekend everyone, so nice. Everyone's talking about it. We haven't it. had rain here locally in like two months. It's, it was incredible. I yeah. actually went. In fact, I thought that there were children outside playing in the rain because I heard yelling. And I went to my window and looked out. No, it was my adult neighbor had opened the, f- the front door and was like, yay, rain, saying something. <laughs> there was, people were so excited yeah. about the rain. I may, I, may then, have done uh, the, I may have done the same thing, actually. And then a month from now, it won't stop. Exactly. Anymore. Oh, my God, please stop raining. I think this is the week of Hurricane Katrina. Probably. I think it is. 2017. Oh, Katrina. Wait, no, that was 2005. I was talking about Harvey. Yeah. It might have been Harvey. Well, they're, they're, they are different events, different yeah. areas. I don't know if you're aware of that. Two yeah. different things. Hey, man, have you ever gotten a text message from someone? It's just like a, a simple text message. It just says, like, Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And you're like, oh, yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. And then you you realize as you scroll up in the uh, thread a little bit, the last text message you received from these people, this person, says, Happy New Year. And it was a year ago. Yeah. And you're thinking, huh, (laughs) don't really have much of a texting relationship with this person. And you kind of feel weird maybe that... You don't ever reach out to them throughout the year, so but they feel that so you're important enough to send this. They're texting you at midnight? No, not necessarily midnight. It could be the day of or whatever, yeah. or just Christmas or whatever. But you realize that they send you one text a year. And then it's really bad if you notice that you didn't respond to the last one, and it's two back-to-backs a year apart saying, you know, Happy New Year. You ever, you ever had that happen, and you feel just a slightly guilty that you don't no. ever reach out? I always feel like I need to give them like a courtesy text throughout the year and be like, Sup? Or something, just to break that that yearly. I think a little too much about this. No, well, I just I, I've received for a few like of those. Happy New Year, like cool. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, they feel it's it, you, that you're important enough to send out this this yearly text. It's kind of like the modern version of when you get a a New Year's card or a Christmas card in the mail from a family, and you're like, oh man, we didn't send them one, and you're you're already out of all the cards that you have, so you run to the store and get like a cheap generic one. And, it's right in there. Kids are great. Everyone's doing fine. And mail it off to them real quick. Sorry, we were late on our cards this year. And you just hope that they don't know anybody else who actually got the real card on time. <laughs> this is this has never happened to you? I guess because you're, I guess if you were married with children, this happens yeah, thanks for frequently. Reminding me. Yeah, that, sorry that about that. That never happened. <laughs> that got, that got <laughs> shot down I'm so at high altitude <laughs> and then crashed. So sorry. Burned. Maybe you can get yourself a uh, a female robot. Last week we talked oh, about. That's right. Yeah, last week we talked about kick off the show music. We uh, talked about Mika, the uh, CEO of Dictador Rum, and uh, I made the comments that she was a female, and I think I implied that the developers of Mika were probably two dudes, right? That were just sort of developing a chick, like kind of like a, what was the movie um, back in the eighties. Weird science, you know how they, they brought... Typical, yeah. You're right, yeah, exactly. I implied that anyways. Well, apparently, I'm wrong, and I couldn't be more wrong, and I'm going to have to fall on the sword here, onesies. My apologies. What, is it all women that made it or something? Well, while there is certainly a, a gender bias when it comes to... Whoa. Yeah, I just killed it. <laughs> Man, a little, little smoother. While there is typically well, I'm fixing a, that right now. <laughs> There is typically a gender bias when it comes to, like, AI and robots and things. A lot of them tend to be female, especially, like, the voiceovers and things like that. What I didn't know is they tend to look like their developers. So it's entirely possible that Mika was developed by a woman. 
Yeah, but I could see the female robot being more popular than the male robot. Well, yeah. And more accepting. Well, nobody wants a dude robot. But yeah. I, I was reading this this article on yeah. BBC, and it kind of covers this, that there was this, uh, the world's first ultra-realistic humanoid robot artist named Ada, and Grace, the world's foremost nursing assistant robot, as well as Sophie, Nadine, Mika, and there was even a rock star uh, robot, Desdemona. But see, they're all female. And so at this recent uh, conference that we were talking about last week, in fact, there was really only one robot that was male, and he struck a striking resemblance to his creator, which I thought that was pretty cool. And his name was Hiroshi Ishiguro. Why is it that every Japanese name sounds so awesome? That is just a cool sounding name, man. Hiroshi Ishiguro. That sounds like somebody who would really whoop your butt in a fight. <laughs> right? Cause, I mean, he's got the long beard. I guess. Samurai I swords I've never lived in Japan, so I have no Neither idea. Neither have I, but I did think I mean, it was I'll interesting. I probably know that could be John Smith. Right? That's like the most common yeah. name over there. Oh, it's Mr. Ishiguro again. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Which be more one? specific. Yeah. I don't know, but I just think their names sound pretty awesome. So I'm falling on the sword onesies. My apologies. I don't think that's a big deal, man. Well, it, well, it just goes to show you how I didn't give the females in STEM enough credit, you see. They're out there making the robots. That's why there's more female robots, because there's more female, what are they called, Ro- robosistices? I don't know, I don't really <laughs> The don't, people who make I robots? <laughs> I mean, the robot thing is so kind of fun to me, but it's not practical yet. So once it starts getting practical, I can like buy one for my dad. Like, so don't talk to me ever again, dad. Well, I think next week we're going to have right. uh, an article on sex robots, and I think you're going to be really interested in that. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> we just talked about the fact that you're single. This may be something that's very practical for you. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. It, it's not as easy as you would think to make a sex robot. Just going to throw that out there. We also de- you're also dealing with people who are just like will break their body what? trying it out. <laughs> what are you do- oh, you mean they'll break the robot? Yeah, like they'll, they're going to do... We're, mm-hmm. we're talking about human beings here. It's like, Unless they're into that kind I'm of stuff. I'm going to leave you alone with a robot. We'll do some quality t- testing here. Quality yeah. assurance. <laughs> There's a job for you. <laughs> That'd be Sex hilarious. robot QA. That would be hilarious. But uh, Smack it around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what pushes the market, pushes the... Uh, Technology yeah. barrier. I guess so. I guess so. Did you uh, see the the footage of the United Airlines pilot that was making the rounds this past week? And I am a frequent flyer of United Airlines, so this caught my attention. But apparently there is a United Airlines pilot uh, that's been charged in a really bizarre act. Uh, he went completely berserker on a, like a, a parking lot uh parking arm, you know, the arms that let you in and out. And I think you played this video, but this is a, uh, a 63-year-old pilot. And I have to admit, he doesn't look 63 years old at all. But in this video, you can see him just walk casually up. And it's not like his car was being blocked and he was trying to get through and it wasn't working. No, no, no. He just decided to walk up there to this, this crossing arm and just go completely ape on it. Now, it took him apparently... 23 strokes, which somebody, I guess that means they counted, to, to disable this thing. And I guess I guess um, if he were a robot, he, he would have that, that weak robot strength. He didn't want to lose that strength. axe. Like, no, my it favorite took, axe. It took two guys to get that axe from him. Well, he was 63 years old, or is. But anyways, he caused an estimated $700 in damage. That's it? Yeah. That's, well, I guess that's the cost of one of those crossing arms. It's, and the reason for doing it? 
He just hit his breaking point. That's not a bad way to do it. I guess, man. That's nuts. Yeah, he hit it 23 times until knocking the arm off of its base. Yeah, but I feel like there's probably thousands of videos of that, of a person going to the breaking point and then breaking something. I guess it's because he was a United Airlines pilot. But to me, like... He, he didn't even do it because he was in line. Like I said, he just walked in and decided to do it. And I love it as soon as the arm fell off the card that was sitting there <laughs> waiting crap. to go through. Just, Thanks, man. Awkward. Appreciate it. Didn't have to pay the toll there and just went right on through. So awkward. I mean, we've all been there. The breaking point. Yeah. I don't know that I'd take an axe to a, a crossing arm, though. Well, I think there's actual places that you can pay to break stuff. Mm, yeah? Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah. Yeah, you can take your aggression out on something and, and, and go like, what was the, the movie, uh, Office Space? Yeah. <laughs> the printer, <laughs> they die. Yeah, I can't repeat that on the radio. But yeah, that's a that's a great scene where they all take out their it. frustrations I mean, on the printer that I, jams all the time. The, the scary thing about this kind of person is after he breaks <laughs> that, is he going to continue wanting to break things? So if I was that driver, I'd be like, I'm getting the heck out of here. Yeah, it's scary. Maybe that's just, why he took off. Yeah, so... What do you do with people like that? I don't know. You just film them. Right. Well, that was a security camera, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the guy in the car kind of held up his phone a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then they attack you. Give me a phone. Have you ever, that reminds me of something. Have you ever, like, caught someone filming you, you know, with a, a cell phone camera? Maybe. This happened to me two weeks ago on the way back from doing this show. So weird. I'm driving along 45 here in between Conroe and the Woodlands, and I look over, and there's two younger girls driving next to me, and they're kind of singing or whatever, and she's got her phone up right there looking at me. Of course, I look over like, what? And quickly, as soon as they see that I notice them, they slow down, you know? And I'm like, what are they? Are they looking at my license plate now or something? What's going on? Did I cut them off in traffic? I have no idea. They speed back up, you know, come right up, and I look at them again, and they laugh and then drive off. So I guess I'm on on someone's, you know, TikTok reel now. or You might have been facing the other way. The only thing, no, no, no. The only thing I can think of is I was singing, Earlier, maybe they, you know, I had a good, uh, what I don't even remember what song it was, but uh, yeah, maybe oh, it was Alan Parsons Project. I was jamming. All right. <laughs> yeah, Eye in the Sky. I don't know what it was, but they thought it was interesting enough to film me, and I, I got really kind of self-conscious for a minute, and then I said, you know what? Don't care. Don't care. Maybe I'm gonna go viral. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, if that's I don't all, know I anything would, that exciting. What singing in the car? That's the only thing I could think of. But have you you've caught somebody filming you before? I mean, I might have. I don't really care if I get filmed or not. Yeah, then you can go, hey, and you kind of moon him or something. Yeah, <laughs> my name's Dick. Want to see why? Yeah, it's pretty much my opening line when I meet somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's so successful so far. Staying in Denver, I had not heard this, but this was an accompanying story with the guy who went completely crazy on the crossing arm. Have you heard all of the rumors? and craziness surrounding like the myths and the legends behind the Denver International Airport. I mean, no, I haven't until you said something about it earlier. And I was, I was kind of skeptical about it, too, because of the airport can't be that old. It was built in 1995. So it's, it's like, is this one of those things where some kid made it up and it just caught fire and now everyone thinks it's like the Illuminati built a sacrificial chamber underneath or something or yeah well it says the most pervasive piece of quote evidence 
for this theory uh, is that a there's a dedication capstone at the airport's south entrance that says dated March 19th, 1994. Sorry, I missed it by a year. And then sealed beneath the stone is a time capsule containing messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So... Yeah, that's that's hardcore evidence right there. But apparently there's these like underground bunkers and tunnels and things like this. But the thing that really uh, stands out to me is the um, the idea that there's lizard people living underneath <laughs> the airport. And what's even what's even funnier though? I feel like that's like everyone's response though. If you don't know what's going on underneath. There's always just this lizard people living there. I mean, that's typically where I go. That's yeah. immediately where I go. I hear a noise in the house. Lizard people. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, some see, say that the underground layer may be home to something supernatural, like extraterrestrials or lizard people. After Jordan Peele's 2019 horror film Us premiered, some even uh, position that the tunnels beneath the airport could house a community of murderous doppelgangers ready to rise out from under the earth and take over the surface. I had not heard this, but apparently Denver Airport is just ripe with all of these. Well, when they were doing some remodeling and reconstruction a couple of years ago, the airport actually leaned into this. And they put up signs, you know, like you can walk through a construction area. It's like, pardon our mess. You know, we're, we're bringing new things to you here at the airport. Well, they put up pictures of lizard people <laughs> on the walls of these construction areas. Yeah, so I'm looking at them right so here. So funny. I love it how they, they leaned into it. And someone said, what are we doing, question mark, you know? So funny. Um, and then some of them, I think, said, uh, is this construction or a cover-up? Oh, side note. So when you send me this stuff, and a, yeah, lot, of, a lot of it has to do uh, with Twitter, like it's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't realize they changed the URL to x.com. Sure did, man. So when I'm starting to get all these x.com links from yeah. you, I'm like, is this guy trying to like, is this, did he get hacked? He's sending me some naughty stuff. Well, I'll tell you this much. I have never sent you an x.com link. I've sent you articles that may but link inside to x.com. I know, but the way, the way it comes up on your yeah, phone. Yeah, this is this from The Guardian. But and yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I, I think he really screwed, uh, he being Elon Musk, really screwed up something that was already sort of ingrained in everybody in the culture, the modern culture. I tweeted something, Twitter. It was all it was oh, all yeah. set up there and ready to go, X'd. but then he changed it to X. X gonna give it to you. Uh, and apparently the the, the like symbol it. is just like a regular unico Unicode X and so he can't he can't actually trademark it. He's having fun. Who cares? I think that company's on the brink of disaster. Staying in Really? Yeah, I think it is. You I, really, you really think so? Yeah, he even admitted it. He says he thinks they're on the brink of insolvency. Which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've lost so much of their ad revenue, and most of the people on there. Who would advertise on Twitter? I don't know. I don't use Twitter, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like especially with Instagram and TikTok, like I feel half the stuff on those things are ads. But I oh get yeah, it. when you scroll through, it's just like, yeah, sponsored stuff. But yeah. I don't know. Like Twitter's never been something I've gotten onto. Like, yep, Goop Candle. Mm -hmm. yep, yeah, another one. Goop Goop Goop. Yep. yep. Oh no, yeah, Twitter. I don't know. I don't. Do they do they do advertisements in the the feed? I no Again, I, I'm not on there, so I don't know. This is the last story in Denver, but we'll stay in Denver here. A box of human heads was stolen from a freight company truck in Denver, officials say. This is actually from a couple of years ago, so it's not new news. But apparently the box was being transported for medical research purposes, and Denver police say they are investigating the incident. Dick, I have to ask you, why the heck would you steal human heads? Oh, my God. Maybe on accident. What are you going to do? Would they think it was something else? Well, I mean... You, I know it's you... illegal to have a human skull. Yeah, I've heard that. How'd you find that out, though? Because I have a human skull. Right, and you found out it was... It was... And I got arrested. Yeah. 
I heard that story. So mm, that is truly dick in the news right there. But yeah, but I don't understand. What's what's the payoff here? If you got a whole truck full of human heads, you can mm, and steal that. I don't I don't get it. I just thought that the the headline box of human heads stolen from truck in Denver, great headline. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What were the heads for? It just says uh, being transported for medical research purposes. Yeah. So these are people that donated their bodies to science. Again, we had we had this discussion probably a month ago. If you donated your body to science, you never know where it's going to end up. It could have ended up in the back of this truck in Denver, and then someone now has it on their mantle. <laughs> you got to think twice about before you donate your body to That's science, crazy. man. I like it. <laughs> now I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would steal if I had a body part to steal. It's got to be up there, though. Maybe, no, you know what? I go with another arm. I can always use another arm. So you give yourself a high five? Oh, absolutely. When I do something really good, yeah. I like it. I think think whatever body part I would have, I have to have like a story to it. Well, yes, I would say any appendage that's in addition to your your normal one's going to have a story to it. (laughs) Just just by the fact that it's an extra appendage. (laughs) I mean, come on. It's going to have a story. Yeah. I don't know what I would have, though. Like, a foot. A foot would be cool. Where would you put it, though? Like, in the normal spot, or are you going to have it, like, coming out of the side of your head? Oh, no. I'm not talking about, like, just put it in a little clear box so when people come in, they're like, oh, why do you have that, a I foot? I thought you meant actually attached to your body. No, I was like, why do you have a foot? And I'm like, oh, let me funny story. <laughs> yeah. About the foot. This guy tried to fight me one time. Yeah. <laughs> I took his foot. You know what, though? It's not as interesting as the head. Let me tell yeah. you about the head story. <laughs> that's that's underneath the Denver airport. <laughs> right. But you know, it's you talk about conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, my favorite, all the time. My favorite conspiracy the theory time. is the triple A conspiracy. Triple A. Yeah. So, uh, like the automobile like, association. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the Wait, automobile I feel association. Like we talked about this. Yeah, because it, it started like in the like 1902 or something like that, and I think the first, first automobile was like well, 1906 the, mass produced. Something, something. Yeah, mass produced was like 1912. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, why, huh. why do they need auto huh. insurance? If, uh, yeah. Love it. So something, maybe it's money laundering. I don't know. But Are you are you old enough to remember the Sears catalog and how big yeah. of a deal that was? Well, I mean, there's the Toys R Us catalog. That was a huge one, too. Uh, the Sears catalog was a big one. The Neiman Marcus catalog was a big one. Uh, I never got the Neiman Marcus one, probably because well, there wasn't Neiman, Neiman Marcus where I lived and where I grew yeah. up. So I never got that. There actually there wasn't a Toys R Us either, but I definitely do remember the Sears catalog. Did you uh, did you linger a little bit in the uh, the oh, Brazier section? No, yeah. I th- yeah you uh, did. Yeah you did. I, I the only like real catalog I remember was mm, swimsuits. Was the Toys R Us one because they always send it out right before like Thanksgiving or something like that. Takes a linger. So, but Sears catalog, I remember those back in the day because that's how you had to order all your large yeah, appliances and stuff. Absolutely. You couldn't just go to Sears and And at Christmas time that wish book came out and that thing was massive, right? It had all the toys and the Legos and everything. And I'd look at that thing, just dream about it, and then quickly, of course, go to the undergarment section. But nice. yeah, of course, man. Look, we didn't look it was what was available to and, us at the now time. We're gonna, okay? Now you're gonna get these <laughs> robot dolls now. Oh, you know it. You know it. Yeah, again, we're gonna talk about that next week. Uh, but I, it got me thinking, like the modern equivalent, or maybe, I don't even know if this is even around anymore, but the Ikea one got really big there for a while. Yeah. And we would get the annual, the family and the wife and I would get the annual Ikea catalog. And back in like 2007, I think it was, I think I heard on like a zany morning show, uh, radio show, 
that they were like, hey, if you've got the new Ikea catalog, you need to go to page blah, blah, blah. There is a picture of a dog, and on that dog is human male genitalia. And I went, what? So I quickly went home, you know, after work that day and opened it up, and I'll be darned if there's not quite an impressive member on this dog right there on the Ikea catalog. That's funny. Yeah, and so this, and I went back and I found it, and it's dated Wednesday, August 30th, uh, 2006. So yeah, it was right here. And apparently, in the latest North American catalog, a disgruntled staff member in the catalog like office superimposed a penis onto the dog on page, oh, this says page two. And the stunt has already been passed around the globe in emails resulting, well, this was an email, I actually had the physical copy of it. I don't think I kept it. I should have, though. Resulting in some surprise guerrilla marketing for the Swedish company. Yeah, it was obviously a boon. I mean, backlash. It's like Trump getting arrested with the the, uh, the mugshot. He immediately <laughs> used it as promotional material for yeah. himself. He but looks yeah. a little tired in that picture, though. Mm, no, he like, yeah, the way he leans forward, oh, yeah, it's no, like, it was I thought he was falling asleep. Well thought out. Mm, I'm so angry. Urgh. Yeah, I, there was all conjecture whether or not he was going to smile or not or give a hmm face. There was one other lady, I forget her name, I'll tell you how bad I am on the news. She was smiling. They got arrested that same day. She, Giuliani, hmm, frown, Trump frown. So I'm sure they, they, they yeah. did market research on who looks better with a frown, who looks best with a smile. That's Can you sexist. imagine being processed before he came in? I think it was Giuliani, right? I mean, no, I meant like that day, like... Mm -hmm. You get busted. Just, for, oh, just a regular guy. You get busted for whatever, yeah. and it's like, uh, sir, you used a hatchet to destroy this this crossing arm. Crossing arm, uh, Denver just Airport. Stay right here, and then next thing you know, it's like, why are all these Secret Service people here? here comes the president, the president of the United, United States. States. I mean, he should have he should have just stayed. He should have gone to jail. You know what crazy that would be? Turning myself in and did it, and and then run. No, from no, office like, don't while take. In jail. Well, yeah, don't take bail and just go to jail. You may it, that would cause so much chaos because. The Secret Service would have to figure it out. Dude, you're right. I know what I'm saying. Like, that would have been hilarious. And it would kill everybody who's been going to try to prosecute him. Just be like, yeah, no, I'm gone. I'm, I'm, like, I'm good. Imagine the next interview. Just takes all the steam away from him. The interview's like in his orange jumpsuit. And he's just sitting there. <laughs> the he's, debate, he's zooming he's, it in he's with got an a, orange he's jumpsuit. He's got a cigarette, and then he's got like a... With a, know, a bandana on his arm that's like tied a certain way. And he's Teardrop like, tattoo on been, his I've eye. I've been here for six days. Yeah. I know how to become president. Yeah, I bet it would even increase his popularity, to be honest with you. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> but uh, Tough and street. Well, last thing before the break here. Well, one of the things about the Sears catalog, and I did not know this, but apparently um, Sears used to sell homes, like kits that you could build houses. Yeah. I did not know that. And apparently some of these are Amazon still around. Amazon sells houses. What? Yeah. Like kit houses like this? I didn't know that. But apparently, that Sears' impact Pretty, was so massive. I mean, they're not, like, giant, but they're little boxes and stuff, like, you can get. Let's see. Well, this says from 1908 to 1942, Sears sold around 75,000 homes to anyone who had the cash and the access to the catalog and wanted to buy them. There was about 400 different styles to choose from. That is shocking that you can do home order home homes, I guess. I wasn't aware of that, man. They're still around. Kind of cool, I guess. I don't know if I'd want to own one, but I guess if, if they're decently made, they're still around from 1908. I, I would assume that they're still, they're still around then. All right, man. It's That's a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about living funerals. I like it. Yes, you're, sir. You're listening to Audience 1 every Wednesday at 10 a.m. We'll be back with more 
Onesie Talk. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belshner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, welcome to the AOO Show. Live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. I'm hanging out with my buddy Andrew. This is the second half of the show. Things you've learned in the first half is how many strikes with an axe does it take to hit off a... 23. Crossing arm? Is that what they call it? Parking lot. Parking lot arm? arm. Yeah, something like that. It's kind of like the how many licks does it take to get to the center (laughs) of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Uh, It's the new AOO challenge, though. I mean, wasn't the Lumberjack thing recent? I don't know. You ever seen that Lumberjack show? Oh, yeah. On, like, ESPN? Yeah, those are pretty cool. Where they, like, uh, fight each other while they're on a... I say fight. You know what I mean? Like They don't they fight ch- each they other. They try and they, knock each other no, off. No, the... I'm talking about when they chop wood. Oh, that's, that's part you of it, too. you never seen that? I have, yes. They, yeah. they, 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 so they this, have a race to see who can chop that This airline pilot might have gotten fired, but <laughs> right. he's got a future but in... Part of that is log rolling, right? They, they're on a log, and they try and go back and you know back Maybe. and forth, left and right, to knock the other guy off into the water. That's part of it. Maybe. Okay. Well... But I want to remind folks... Podcast YouTube available at 10 a.m. every Wednesday. Just look up Audience of One Show or Lone Star Community Radio. Speaking of like weird sports, this this got me thinking. You just jogged my memory a little bit. I don't know if I wonder if this is just a guy thing or maybe it's just a me thing. But when I go to the grocery store and I come back, suddenly bringing all of the groceries in becomes like an event. It becomes like a strongman competition. And I try to see if I can bring in every single bag that I have in the car in like one trip. And I've got like every finger's got a bag or two on it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's kind of similar to everybody. And I look like Magnus Ver Magnuson on ESPN2 walking in, the knees are shaking, and I'm trying to carry these in. I can do it. I can do it. You know, then you get up to the door and you realize you don't have the ability to open the door. You start kicking it. Yeah. You go, Alexa, open front door. Open front door, please. I don't know. I don't know why I do that, but I always try to see if I can take everything in one trip, which makes absolutely no sense. Because by the time I load everything on every finger and, and and get all my hands full, it takes just as much time as I've made a trip or two back and forth with well, a couple of my, bags. But my bad habit was no one always, said I was smart. My bad habit was always <clears throat> the uh, you take in the frozen refrigerator stuff in first, and I put that up immediately, mm-hmm. and then of course all the dry goods I just kind of leave on the counter. Uh, yeah, I, I, sometimes I've been, I've been guilty of that, or I'll leave, like, something in the car, you know, like the bottle of water or something, or, you know, canned goods, and, like, oh, <laughs> a week later, you go to the store, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's groceries from last oh, week. Oh, there's a Hot Pocket. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, oh, I, I like, man. I like our <clears throat> last discussion. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and see if you can buy a house online that's fully functional, because I feel like that's, like, the next thing Bezos is going to do. Or something where it's like, hey, we got all these cool technology things with, you know, yeah. solar panels. It's like, you can buy the whole house now. Yeah. It's only going to cost you a million point five. But <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the story we did on the, uh, what is it, the uh, um, 
houses down in Austin that were built by uh, a 3D printer. Affordable houses starting at 400k. Yeah, I mean, I can just see it though because it's like the, the the real Alexa house. Yeah, completely smart. Yeah, makes you dumb. Have you ever heard of this concept of a living funeral? Yeah, I know that's what people who are like terminally ill yeah. and they have a living thing. I I think it's interesting. It is kind of interesting. Um, and I guess if you don't know what a living funeral is, it's typically for someone who is sick, terminally ill. They know they're going to die. Rather than having a funeral after their death, they have a funeral while they're still yeah. alive. And this isn't a new thing. Apparently this started... Like back in the 1990s in Japan, again, Hiri Shoto or whatever his name was, he probably attended a few of those. Um, it started back in Japan where the elderly folks, um, I guess, culturally feel somewhat guilty about getting old and being a burden to their families, and they expect nothing after their death. They don't want anything, but they would like to, I guess, have one last send-off. So they started over there in, in Japan, these living funerals. Um it's kind of an interesting concept, though, and I, I, I guess I got to ask you, would you, if this were your situation and you were uh, terminally ill, would you like to have a living funeral? I mean, I definitely would like to have a party. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, if, if you're alive, it's well, a party. If you're dead, it's a funeral, right? Yeah. But I, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, you, first of all, you get to see who shows up, <laughs> right? Huh. You get to see what they have to say. You know, that's kind of neat. And then I guess because you're alive and people are eulogizing you, it gives you the chance to rebuttal. <laughs> Whereas normally you have no say of it when you're in the ground. Yeah. You're like, nope, pardon, nope, 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 that's not correct. We did not do that in I Jamaica think what's that weird, one time. Though, it's like, if my dad did that, I'd be like, this is the last time I'm going to see you. And he's like, no, I'm not really, no, this is, this is a living funeral. I can't see you ever again because I don't want to ruin the moment. <laughs> You know? Well, I no see. I I'm the exact opposite because I like to remember people the way they were when they were alive. That's why I don't like to. Well, go you know to what I'm talking about. Things, I think right? it's kind so. of. I I feel cheated if you didn't die right then and there. <laughs> I'm expecting you to die. Yeah, this is a living funeral. It kind of you like, better die right after the funeral because if I see you again, I'm like, what was the point? What was the point? Yeah. Wait, what? Didn't we already do this? It does kind of remind me like. And make then I the, call you a bastard in like a week. <laughs> the make make a wish foundation. Those kids. I are, hate you, Dad. I, I've heard of stories where some of those kids live. Right, they get their last dying wish, and they get to go to Disneyland. Or, oh, there's such thing as miracles. You don't yeah. believe in miracles? Yeah, I, I do. I do in this case, and they'll end up living. And I'm thinking, if you're the celebrity that that uh, gave your time or whatever to go visit this child in the hospital, you're like, wait, they're still living? No, no, that wasn't part of the deal. No, <laughs> John Cena's to, you're like, supposed to die. John Cena's like, does that count towards my wishes I donated, <laughs> or do you take that away? Isn't he the one that has like you know five hundred whatever like the most wishes granted? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Really? No. Are you talking about the Make a Wish Foundation? He okay. Like, I think he has the most. No, I didn't wishes. know that. So people want to meet John Cena more than anything. I say people, children, terminally ill children want to meet John Cena. Okay, I mean, maybe not my yeah, first John choice. John Cena holds the title for most wishes granted by a single individual at six hundred and fifty wishes. Wow. So out of the 650, I wonder what his odds are. Did all 650 of them pass? That's my point. And if yeah. one of them's still living, is he's like, that's not part of the deal. <laughs> I didn't come out here just to see a regular kid. I came out here to see a kid who was dying. Just I, I, food for yeah. thought. AOO, man. You think about these things. I wonder who's in second. <laughs> it's like a race. Well, I mean, it's That just would kinda... be kind of cool to see if there's like a, a tote board somewhere, like a celebrity tote board of, of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh my God! I'm looking at it. It's got to exist. Let me guess who's in second place. Bill Cosby. He's got to be second place. 
everybody wants to meet him these days. No, not finding anything. I mean, it's, it's weird because they they have like a second chance. It's, mm-hmm. par, it's part of, I guess, it's the kids who do live. They're called second chance. See, there you go. Okay, I, I'm just curious. But if you get terminally ill again, what are your chances uh, of getting it's, it's another over. wish? Or the, you know, it's like, over. No, you wasted that. Sorry, you only get one wish at it, kid. I'm gonna find it because I'm really curious. Oh man. Well, in the meantime, while you are looking, I uh, was not aware that apparently Elon Musk, I hate talking about him as much as we do, but he has announced a new AI startup company in addition to changing Twitter to X. And it's apparently a new company called... Why? XAI. Okay. And um, it apparently he's building it to understand reality. That doesn't make sense, Dick. Starting an artificial intelligence company right. to understand reality. Justin Bieber. Oh, we're back to this now. He's got two hundred and fifty wishes. Oh, I could see that. So. Oh, he's that's a distant second though. Yeah. Like Cena is lapping him. Yeah. He's lapping everybody. If that's second, holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, he started this uh, this the startup AI company to understand reality, which in my opinion makes absolutely no sense. The company's website says the goal of XAI is to understand the true nature of the universe. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Why don't you go outside? I don't know. Stare up at the stars. Touch the grass. Do something. But don't start an artificial intelligence company that makes no sense. No one else see the irony in this? I mean, it, that sounds just like... Something he would do. He would do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to make a, an artificial intelligence app so we can understand our universe. I thought that's what physics and science were for. I don't know. I mean, I the AI conversation is such a broad spectrum of things. Because it does kind of make sense to build a computer to try to figure stuff out and just leave it, like, just let it make sure the power's on. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, you never really know what it's going to solve, and then it's like, okay, cool. I don't really know. Understand our universe. Well, staying on this concept of understanding our universe, there's apparently a new controversial AI app that allows you to text with Jesus. About time. Yep. I love it. By shelling out two ninety nine. He switched to AT&T. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. What's from, his coverage? Yeah. From Verizon. By shelling out just two ninety nine a month, you can embark on a journey through some of the Bible's more intricate dialogues, like Adam and Eve, or the narrative of the dawn of humanity. I mean, to be honest, with the way people make money using the phone, it's kind of amazing that someone hasn't come up with this before. I, yeah, I was a little surprised, too, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, I feel like you could talk to anybody. Like, oh, I want to talk to Abraham Lincoln. It's all right, 295. There you go. Don't give away all of our, our I mean, business secrets Talk to here. your dad. But this is and my he's favorite. alive. This is my favorite part. Yeah, it costs more than that. He's like, I don't talk to you, kid. This is my favorite part about it, though. The app's most controversial feature, conversations with Satan himself. See, that's what I love when people get the heebie-jeebies from that. So it's not just Jesus, it's also Satan, but apparently Satan, historically the symbol of temptation and deceit, dons a surprisingly mellow avatar in this app. I mean, I don't I see, I don't really get that kind of excitement. Yes, but the prince of darkness, do. the prince of darkness champions love, respect, understanding, you know, values synonymous with biblical virtues. Yeah. He's the old school Satan. Yeah, old school Satan. Yeah, he was the the fallen angel. Oh, okay. Not not the horned guy. This is like previously fallen. Kind of new to this underworld. I'm still still somewhat of an angel. It does kind of give you a whole new meaning to the devil made me do it. 
And you think about it, and you're like, no, seriously, I let me pull up my phone and my text chat. Right here, he, he said to go bomb this school. Yeah. I, pr- I, I promise. I wonder if you could get, like, a group chat going on with him, though, where you'd have Jesus and Satan and you all in one conversation together, <laughs> see what they got to say. And what is with your dad? I want him you, to, I want him to get texting your dad, I, Dick? I want I him to get my, know my friends. <laughs> Satan and Jesus? Yeah, let me introduce you to some, to some people, Dad. That you See, that's that kind it, of though, stuff, man. though. Like, love it. It's, again, I wonder how much money does it really make. Two ninety nine a month? I bet it actually makes quite a bit. But it is important to note, Dick, that the interaction with Satan is turned off by default and must be manually enabled for you to use it. That's good to okay. know. Yeah, it's good to know. So you have to... Like, you got to bite the apple. <laughs> right, it's, right. It's not just going to be there. Oh, man. It says the app points out that the portrayal is rooted in Christian teachings and the users have full control over the engagements with the figurines inside the application. So that's their, that's their out. But I think it's actually not just Jesus and Satan. There's, I think there's some of his other um, biblical friends are with him there too, probably okay, cool. Mary and, and everything. So uh, for two ninety nine, you you gonna get this app? No, no. Like I talked I to be- Je- I got better stuff to do. I talked though. to Jesus without the app. I'll just talk to you. Yeah, it's like basically the same conversation. Oh yeah, no, not even close. So do you remember the um, the, the fire festival? Yeah. Um, disaster yeah. that was back in which I didn't realize it was twenty seventeen. I was thinking it was just couple of years ago but 2017 is now seven almost six seven years ago but if you're not familiar um what the fire fest is this was a festival that was promised to be like a cool festival a music festival yeah. out on the beach where was it this thing I no remember? it was like it was supposed to be on a, a secluded island yeah out on the caribbean yeah an island the beach yeah in the caribbean you live there for three days and you have fun you were going to hobnob with celebrities that was the promise that there were going to be big time celebrities out there and there were going to be you know big time acts and musicians and everything well when you when they got there though the thing was a disaster right from the start um apparently like uh, it says immediately upon arrival there was mass disorganization, half-built tents, and catered food that was little more than... There's a lot of documentaries about it. Cheese sandwiches. I remember crazy. the cheese sandwich. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, of course, this guy ended up um, doing time, I think. He was he was sentenced to six years in prison, uh, pled guilty, which obviously he didn't do six years. It was six years ago, but he pled guilty, and um, the, I guess the rest is history, except for the fact he just announced Firefest 2, tickets on sale now, and they're sold. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the website. They're so we sold can, out. So we can go look at it. I cannot believe this. What type of person says, "Oh yeah, sign me up for this"? But I guess if you think about it, if you're some sort of um, influencer or you're you're big on social media, you immediately book those tickets and then just live stream the whole thing. So they're sold right? out I mean, for the first hundred tickets. That's, they're not sold out completely. Because oh, looking 100 at hundred tickets, yeah. So it's looking at the website. Oh, he served almost nearly four years, by the way, of a six-year sentence. So yeah, because coming soon is the fire four hundred, which is the next four hundred tickets at eight hundred dollars a pop, and then they then they has like the. But, l- but these people were basically deserted out there. They couldn't leave. There was no flights in and out. They had virtually no food, no bathrooms to stay in. They're selling or to a, stay in to they're use selling the facilities. a hoodie for two hundred dollars. That might actually be worth two hundred rather than actually going. I'd rather the hoodie than go to this thing. No, you get the pajama pants. So back in, yes, absolutely. It says back in twenty seven. I wonder if they, they use footage. Oh, it's, oh, that's him, right? Yeah. It says back in twenty seventeen, he was promised a weekend in paradise where attendees would here it is rub shoulders with celebrities, eat top notch food, and see performances by artists such as 
Blink-182, Migos, and Major Lazer. Major Lazer, I don't know who that is. So it's happening on Friday, December 6th. Oh, it is. It's going down. Next oh, year. 2024. Yeah. Wow. So these are really pre-sale tickets. So what this means is he's just judging the field, and if it's this far out in advance, to see if there's any sort of interest in doing this. Well, festivals are one of those interesting concepts that I don't really know how they make money unless there's already, like kind of like ACL. ACL yeah. grew... And it took it years to grow to where it now has two weekends. And it's just, it's one of those cool little things where you don't have to spend the whole weekend there. You could just go see one day of concerts and then take it easy the next day and then go at night. Are you a festival guy? No, not at all. Man, those, it takes a different kind of person. When I say a different kind of person, I mean someone who does a lot of drugs to really get through the festivals. Because it's it's like it just goes on and on and on. Well, it's more of you if you like that style of music. Because there's certain festivals like there's, what's that festival? I think it's in Colorado. Yeah, Red Rocks. Like that's, that's pretty cool. And then Fish, Fish plays, they're like the original festival band, right? Because they play like jam sessions, 20 minute long songs and concerts that go on for like, four days or something it's yeah, ridiculous but it's also kind of like acl is just so big and yeah. it takes over the whole town yeah and you're you're kind of stuck in it like say you don't even want to go to acl like you feel like you're and you're not you're talking forced. about the ligament by the way yeah i'm talking about austin city, city limits. limits yeah but yeah there's other festivals like bonnaroo mm-hmm. and i think they're cool in concept i think i'd I think I do want to go to one. I've never been to one of these larger ones. I think I want to go to one at least once to experience it. You should go to Burning Man. You fit right in. Oh, yeah. That's like right in the middle of the desert in the middle of August, right? Yeah. It's going on right now, I think, actually. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah, I bet it is, actually. Yeah, that sounds really let me, dangerous. Let me see what my friends It kind of reminds me of there's a bike ride in North Texas called the uh, Hotter Than Hell 100. And it's done right in that's August. Really, that's really smart. Really smart, yeah. We're going to do it right in the middle of August, and we're going to have you ride 100 miles in the heat on your bicycle. It's crazy. Kind of reminds me of that Burning Man. So anyways, uh, did you find it? Is it going on right now? Yeah, it's going on right now. Oh, it's going on right now, guys. So no, this uh, I found is a, a, a funny accompanying story that apparently at a Flo Rida fest- festival, and I guess it wasn't a Flo Rida festival, but Flo Rida was on stage at a festival, and someone decided to make a really bad decision. Dick, have you ever crowd surfed? No. No. I actually have but not in the way you're thinking not in the way where i like get up on stage and go oh and jump off and they catch me and you you know you float around it's kind of weird i've heard people have done it you know you're just kind of you jumped in on like a ball pit with a bunch of kids no i was at like camp like church camp when i was a kid and so there was no there was no fear that they were going to drop me or touch me inappropriately because you always hear about ladies who are doing that and they get groped while they're up there which duh Right. I mean, it's kind of what's going to happen. And I jumped off of a stage and they caught me and you move around for a few minutes and then the next kid did it. And it was fun. So that's sort of my lame experience for crowd surfing. Um, I don't know that I'd want to do it at a large event like that. Seems terrifying. Take my wallet. Take your wallet or, you know, (laughs) never mind. I was just about to say something. We weren't on the radio. (laughs) Never mind. Whoo. Anyways, apparently someone decided they might throw their baby into the crowd to have it crowd surf at a Flow Rider concert over the weekend. Yeah. He, uh, he was performing at Celebrate Erie Festival in Erie, Philadelphia this week when he got a surprise guest to join him on stage. Oh, my God. The child was less than a year old. Someone allowed their baby. You have a baby in a bar. No, this is, <laughs> this is a baby being thrown, I don't know if they actually threw him or they just kind of got it started, but anyways, yeah, 
The baby made it all the way up on the stage, too. So I don't know how far back this child started, but there's a video of this where he's up there performing on stage and the baby gets carried all the way up and he's like, hey, look, a baby at my concert. Oh, man, I, I wonder if these people are facing any charges. Yeah, the baby made it all the way up there. At one point, the rapper even puts the microphone to the little one's mouth, jokingly encouraging him to sing along. Mmm. Unbelievable. People are dumb, man. Yeah, there's video, but I don't think we're going to... I don't think we're going to show it. Yeah, I'm trying to see. All I can find is those surfing things called flow riders. What? Surfing things called flow riders? I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. Have you ever seen those things at like amusement parks where you get on like a boogie board? And it's just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are called flow riders? Those are called flow riders. Well, what are you looking for? I want to see the concert. I got It's in the link I sent you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I also wanted to see how much flow riders cost. You think about getting one for the studio? Yeah, $500,000. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's how much they cost. Wow, it would be, would be kind of a fun thing to do, though. And then there's an install fee. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a good use of money. So apparently, uh, this is from WG in Chicago. There is a different kind of neighborhood watch that has occurred here lately. A female resident in, downtown, in a downtown high-rise says she's seen enough of a male neighbor who allegedly exposes himself on a regular basis in front of the windows. They claim the harassing behavior has gone on for several years. And I've heard of this happening in large cities before, right? Where, like, you've got skyscrapers where people will be naughty in front of the window or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently this guy just likes to walk around and sweep on his floor and do everything else in the buff. This one lady calls it a daily nightmare. And it does kind of suck if that's your only view. And you open it up, and it's like, ah, look, there he is, yet again, naked dude. So if that's your, if that's your situation, that's your scenario, you're gonna go over there and say something to that dude. I'm afraid he'd open the door. Well, and be I would, like, I think it depending on where I lived, I would probably put a note just saying anonymous, like just so you know people can see you naked. Just point because sometimes people don't even realize it. Yes, you're right. In some cases, so I they would don't let know. Him know. That people can see him. In this case, though, he he knows this. It's very obvious that he knows that he's doing this, and yeah, he knows that people can do are whatever watching. he wants. Last week, we talked about uh, the weird roommate dog scenario, where you might be dating a person whose roommate dresses up like a dog. And I said, you know, one way is to just really get into it and weird them out, like start playing with the dog. Yeah, think this is so awesome. You'd weird those people out. Blah blah blah. I thought about taking that same route with this, going. Woof. I, don't, I just kind of weird him out, and I'll get naked, and I'll start doing some crazy things, too, and weird him out to but, the point where he stops. But, the but thing he's is, not probably looking across the, the oh, way. Yeah, yeah, you know he is. Yeah. You know he is, man. You're getting weird on the me. The thing is, I think a guy like that's going to call your bluff and be like, come on over. But I feel like that's kind of like... It doesn't the, work in that scenario is what I'm getting at. In the big cities. That's kind of the, the joke. Is it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm I know it happens, but I didn't know it was neighbors. necessarily a joke, per se. Because how big of a window are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know if there's a picture like, is of this it. guy living in some penthouse where it's all glass and he's just walking around naked and everyone can see it? Or is it more of like, oh, my window happens to be right in front of his I window. I think it's literally right While in front. While I'm washing my dishes, I look up and I see a naked person. Well, this says there'd be times where he would make eye contact with me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and hold up a sign of some kind. See, that's where it gets fun. Oh, he says, and he would walk with me. If I would go to my bedroom, he would go to the other room so he could follow me where I was going. Oh, it's a especially new, if you hey, have like a similar a new layout. meaning to Rear Window. Yeah, that old uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. yeah, this is the front window, though. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Now, not, not necessarily a scenario that I would like to be a part of. I don't know. Is that against the law, though? Right? Because I know that you can't be naked out in public, but if you're inside of your room... It's not illegal, but it is certainly like pushing the boundaries of what's considered indecent. You think? Yeah, someone would probably say like, "Oh, he's doing specific things to people who try to claim his sexual assault." Right. Yeah. Especially if he's touching himself. Yeah, but like if he's just walking around naked, I think he's good to go. I I think so. Yeah. It says here that the uh, the the, the police said they can't do anything; they cannot charge him because he's inside of his home. And I agree with that. But when you live in one of these high density, you know, buildings with a lot of glass, or what you do is really pushing the boundaries. I wonder what like another way to do it is similar to that story we had about the squatters: is you just set up a security camera (laughs) and just put it on. Stream it. Stream it. But, like, it's not, like, directed at him, but it's like, oh, hey, I'm just trying to watch for birds. Mm. You know? And then, like, you'll occasionally see that guy, and I think that's the way you try to handle it. I don't know if that's illegal, but, I mean, that's... Because he, you have to... He has to be embarrassed one way or another. Maybe he gets embarrassed when he wears clothes. <laughs> right? I was going to say, people like this don't get embarrassed easily, so, I, I don't, don't think. A public place under the law doesn't have to be outside, this woman says. It can be in your home. If you're someplace, you can reasonably expect it to be seen by others. Unfortunately, the law does not agree. Dick, have you ever been sitting around at home? Yes. Nothing to do. Wondering if the neighbor is going to walk by his window with no clothes on. And thought to yourself, I wonder what the largest afro in the world is. Because I'll tell you what, I have. And we have that information thanks to the internet here. It's about pride. A Louisiana woman sets the world record for the largest afro. Avian Douglas wins the Guinness Book World Record for the third time in oh, 13 wow. years with a circumference of 5 feet and 5 inches. That is quite Look at that an thing. afro. It is are you showing it? Yeah. It is awesome. I have to admit. But apparently she's competed um several times. And uh, mm. it's, it's gotten larger and larger and larger, as hair tends to do. And I wish I could find this in the article. But a few years ago when she competed, um, it was only four and a half feet uh, around in circumference, I think. So it's getting larger. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, let's see. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, it says, Douglas began growing her Afro hairdo, which is her trademark, in about 1999. In 2010, it measured four feet, four inches, which gave her the Guinness World Record for largest afro at that time. She bettered that record in 2021 with nearly five feet, two inches before setting the current mark of almost five foot, five inches. It sounds like she's only competing with herself, by the way. But it says the the, uh, record-setting afro is nine inches tall and 10 inches wide, but it looks taller than that in that picture. So I guess the measurement is taken around, right? That's the circumference all the way around, five feet, five inches. I imagine that takes a lot of care, a lot of washing to keep it clean and picking it to get it out like that. I mean, my gosh. I think you'd look great in one of those, Dick. I think you need to to go with one of those. No, I'm happy with the way I look today. Do you? Well, yeah, you did grow out your hair. It didn't quite look like that, though. No. Well, there you go. Now you know what the world's largest afro is, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Last story of the week. We have a woman that was, quote, creeped out after a family discovers hidden room in her new 
house. This is from Newsweek, and I have to admit, this is pretty, pretty creepy. A woman has described the feeling of creeped out after the contents of a hidden room was discovered in her family's new home. So this isn't just like... So it's not really a new home. Well, yeah, it's new to them. But this isn't like one of those things where you're like, you open the door and you're like, oh, wow, cool, there's space underneath the stairs. I can put the Christmas tree and some presents. No, this is one of these things where she opened up a door inside of her, uh, she calls it her sister's closet, and it's like a room where someone's been staying. There was a backpack, a sleeping bag, and some food in there. Oh, wow. So that's like, so there's a couple of different ways this could go. This is either someone who was staying there and not letting the family know, or this was a, uh, a hostage situation where they were keeping someone like, I don't know, Quasimodo or something locked up down in the, in the, in the dungeon. Or we just found a teenager's room where he wants to go and not be found and keep material that he doesn't want his parents to find. It's one of those scenarios. <laughs> Ooh, how creepy, Did you though, know there's man. a term for it? Yes. What is the term? It's called, like... Froging. Froging. Are, are we, what are we talking about here? It's when someone secretly lives in another ah. person's home. Froging. Without their knowledge. That's a real thing. I've never heard of that. Apparently, it's a show, too. Wait, there's a show all about froging or people who find... Yeah, ah, but the thing is, you could set that up pretty easy. Froging. Say that someone has froged you. Hider in my house on Lifetime. Hide her or hider? Hider. <laughs> Hitter. I don't yes. know. But yeah, apparently that's a show, but it's really called Froging. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it shows some nasty pictures. Oh, look at that. A Houston Astros hat inside this mess and a $20 bill. Weird. Weird, yeah. weird. All right, well, people, don't frog in other people's yeah. houses, please. That's awesome. But if you do, make sure you're streaming Audience of One. And that's all we got for this week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can live in your house without you knowing. I bet I'd know. I could smell you coming. No way. Absolutely. You're the one that stinks today. Maybe. Like, you literally just farted. I could hear it. <laughs> that was the microphone. What are you talking yeah. about? Audience of one, guys, make sure you uh, like, share, subscribe, Please, tell a friend. thank you. And send us uh, articles and weird stuff you find at audienceofoneshow at gmail.com. You can always, always donate to support Lone Star Community Radio. We are a nonprofit radio station having shows like Audience of One. Just visit us online at irlonestar.com slash donate. And then uh, there should be some links below to have a lot of fun and... There's a dog that just walked by. Yeah, a dog just walked by the studio. How hmm. cool. And we're also on podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all that stuff, guys. You can Every find Wednesday, us there. 10 a.m. That's right. Andrew, till then, happy Labor Day to everybody. Yeah, we may or may not have a show next week. We haven't decided, right, if we're going to take the week off for Labor Day. Well, maybe it'll we'll be a know. surprise we'll, episode. i got to find which house we want to frog at, and then we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll record it in our secret hiding spot. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's frog, bro.